GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. We made it to Friday. The Federation of Small Businesses has published a wish list ahead of the general election. Owen Smith told us the GFSB wants to make Gibraltar an attractive place to do business while keeping costs down. And we celebrated Wear a Hat Day to raise awareness and funds for research into brain tumours. James and Fabiola Gulato joined us and discussed their memories of their brother, Rory. But we start the podcast with a story we've been covering all week. The runway tunnel finally opened. It felt like quite a moment on GBC television in the early hours of Friday morning, and we had an update from the police on rush hour, and GBC reporter Jonathan Sacramento was in the studio. There are a lot of people on balconies looking down uh, at the traffic accumulating. I think there was a sense of excitement. Uh, Hundreds of vehicles uh, turned up, uh, traffic built up quite a bit. And, uh, of course, uh, there was a little bit of a delay. It was supposed to open at about at around one minute past midnight. It was more like seven minutes past mm. midnight. And in those seven minutes, uh, a lot of traffic built up. And uh, there was uh, a palpable sense of excitement. Everyone uh, sounding their horns. Uh, get it open, get it open, get it open. And as soon as that barrier opened... Uh, traffic flooded through and uh, we filmed quite a bit of it uh, or I filmed quite a bit of it from my balcony Mm. and there's a a little time-lapse compilation that we'll be putting on social media and on our television uh, news later on. Because we didn't really know what to expect and and, uh, Gibraltar doesn't get new roads very often. I think that the fact that we were carrying it uh, live on television as well added a little bit to the excitement uh, and uh, and people uh, as far we, we've been shown videos of people uh, uh, putting the news live on their phones in their cars as by the way that's not advisable if you're a passenger it's okay yeah I suppose yeah uh, so yeah uh, everyone kind of like got caught up in the excitement and uh, and queued up to to be one of the first people to, to cross that tunnel. Okay, and we've, uh, we've spoken to the Royal Gibraltar Police about how this morning has gone. It's Sergeant Dan Ruffle. So this morning, saw the opening of the tunnel for the first time in Gibraltar for rush hour traffic from traffic entering Gibraltar from Spain. Traffic was heavy and the majority of the public uh, listened and obeyed the instructions and actually read the signage uh, upon entering the frontier and use the tunnel appropriately. Unfortunately, there was a, a minority that um, didn't read the signs or just use muscle reflex and continue towards the runway, which caused uh, additional problems. The actual tunnel itself has handled the tra- traffic uh, admirably and uh, going on to the Eastern Beach roundabout, um, there's been little trouble uh, of traffic management. The only issue is, is people not knowing what lanes uh, to be in. Uh, what we can suggest is on the Devil's Tower Road as you approach the Eastern Beach roundabout is to stay in the right-hand lane to access um, Eastern Beach itself or to go down towards Europa Road and to use the left lane to go into the tunnel um, and also use the right lane to go into the tunnel as well. What we'd also like to stress is there is a new pedestrian crossing from the Bureau de Change across to the frontier. People are not adhering to this at the moment. They have to be aware of it 
and pedestrians have the right of way. So please be aware of this pedestrian crossing as you enter Gibraltar from the frontier, please. Rosemary says this morning, while picking up my young grandchild, I was scared to drive out of Beachview Terraces. It's so dangerous. Uh, there's a blind spot when coming out of the estate and um, and foreign cars who aren't familiar with the area are driving at full speed, not necessarily knowing it's a residential area. Uh, Rosemary thinks that it's an accident waiting to happen uh, and perhaps an issue that might have been tackled better before the tunnel opened. Let's hear from Cathy, who, who had this to say. Exiting the estate is extremely difficult. There is not enough space left to join the main road, causing tailback into the estate. It doesn't help that the exit is also on a blind corner. In addition, I feel that there should be rails added on the pavement, at the very least by the pedestrian entrance to the estate, to prevent young children and pets running onto the busy road. Thank you, Cathy, for getting in touch. Jonathan, uh, lots of emails coming in. Isabella is saying that leaving the estate is quite scary as cars and bikes are speeding past the roundabouts. Dean is saying that I feel we're not safe walking down there now. And Ariana is, is saying that her experience this morning was horrible. It took her seven minutes to get out of the garage, which is also on an extremely dangerous corner from the roundabouts, and no one stops to let you out onto the main road. And Gareth are saying uh, these problems happen because construction was rushed, the, the tunnel was built too quickly. I think he's saying that tongue-in-cheek. For all the time that the tunnel took, I think that the um, sort of associated works in the nearby area have actually uh, been fairly rapid. You know, we've seen a lot of movement and certainly they were continuing into the early hours of the morning yeah, uh, last night. That's true. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Owen Smith has arrived. Let me ask you about the other big story of the past 24 hours, the opening of the tunnel. Well, I mean, it's great news. It's going to be great for Gibraltar to have uh, much easier access into and out of our beautiful city. Um, it's been a long time coming, obviously, but very glad to see it finally open. I hope it's the first of many good things that happen this year, and I hope the treaty is, is one of the next things that happens. Okay, so uh, we, we've invited you in um, on, on two accounts, really. You are the Federation of Small Businesses' new chairperson, uh, elected just earlier this month. Um, with, with what priorities? What, what, what's me the, what are the top things on your agenda? Well, I mean, for me, I think uh, over the last few years, the GFSB has done amazing work in increasing the amount of... Um, education that we provide to our members so we're running regular breakfast clubs and we've we've start, we've improved the amount of information that we provide to our members but i would really like to see that taken to the next level to provide uh, comprehensive training practical training for our members and a really comprehensive um, information service to help people get up and get started in business in gibraltar good stuff okay so um you've published an election wish list i think you're the first certainly that I've seen, yes. uh, was it your intention to sort of, you know... Um... Uh, yes, I mean, we have been... I mean, obviously, everybody knows this is going to be an election year. Uh, we did want to be sort of first out of the gate if we could be. And uh, we've been working on this for many months. And, um, you know, when you start to see things being announced and big openings and so on, you immediately begin to think, well, you know, maybe, maybe the temperature's going up election-wise. You walk down Main Street, you see... Um, party political premises opening up and getting a, a dust off and you think well you know maybe it's in the offing so we thought we would get our, our list out um, so that we can start talking to the parties about it and so that we can start 
uh, you know, continue the conversation with our members as well. Okay, disclosure. You want a UK-type database with second job earnings, donations and gifts made to individual politicians and political parties. Yeah, I think, I mean, one thing that's really important in business, and particularly in Gibraltar, is that uh, not just that things are fair, but that also that we have the systems in place that show that things are fair too. And it's very important to encourage people into business on the basis that they can compete with everybody on the level playing field. And this um, this particular aspect of our wish list is part and parcel of ensuring that um, that, that um, that's delivered in Gibraltar. So um, it is an important aspect, I think, and it gives people confidence. And too often, I think, um, we we find that people make complaints about these things. Sometimes it's very difficult to provide rational explanations, um, even though they exist, you know, when you're on the outside. Um, and it's important that, therefore, that we have these um, si- this systematic transparency to make sure that people don't, um, you know, they don't try to uh, look the other way when, when things are not going their way, that they can say with confidence that they compete just like everybody else. EGOV has been a talking point in yes. recent years. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I think eGov could, um, should and could go much further than it currently does. It has. A, we have seen vast improvements over the last twenty-four months. There are more services available online, but overall, and and this is not just a question about eGov uh, either. It's not just uh, relating to be able to do things on your computer. We would like to see red tape uh, in business being reduced vastly in Gibraltar. Just the other day, I was speaking to a new member um, who's starting a business in Gibraltar. In parallel, they're starting a business in the UK. In the UK, it took them 24 hours to get up and running. In Gibraltar, two months later... 24 hours? 24 hours. (laughs) They are up. They are trading. In Gibraltar, two months later, they still haven't got everything in place. And and that is what we want to see an end of. We need to have a pro-business focus, which says that the default answer is yes, you can trade, yes, you can start immediately, and less red tape, less, less licensing procedures, less going from one office to another or filling in one form by being told by one department you need that form first to be told by the other department that they can't give you the form until the, the one you were trying to get in the first place is completed. We want to see that sort of thing done away with, much more cooperation between departments and much less red tape. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television... Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Good afternoon to James and to Fabiola Gulato who are campaigning in memory of uh, their brother Rory. So this is, um, this is a really important topic for you guys to, to state the obvious. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, our brother was a really special person in this campaign that was started a few years ago. Um, I think is sort of um, it's been met with a lot of enthusiasm by people in Gibraltar because I think we've all been affected at one point or another by a friend or a family member that's had a brain tumor. So, so yeah, for us, it's been very, very important. Had they started in Jib on in two thousand and seventeen by um, someone local called Lynette uh, Rodriguez, and she has actually already raised fifteen thousand um, pounds for Had Day. So I think it's something that um, that should be embraced and should, you know, it's a good achievement really as well. It had there's a lot of fun at the same time because you get to wear something that maybe represented what the person that you lost was all about. And my brother was a huge Star Wars fan. So um, when I saw this at Disneyland, I thought I should get it. I'm wearing a Chewbacca hat, which is basically not really a hat. It's just a Chewbacca on my head. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Um, so, so this isn't the first time that you've fundraised in memory of Rory. Um, tell us a little bit about him. What was he like? 
Um, he was a very special person. Um, he um, never never gave up hope at all. Um, he he really did fight till the end, and he always went for a walk, um, even when he was on um, his chemo. Um, he was a massive inspiration to everyone, I think, as well. This young man who's sort of being having loads of chemotherapy, and every day he'd get up and walk from Horse Barrack Court, which is in the middle of town, all the way up to Jews Gate. Um, no matter what the weather was like, he was always just doing. And so every year on his birthday, we do Rory's walk. Which this year we were joined by a lot of his friends. It was yeah, and, and and some family as well. And um, the fundraising for that, which Fabi's been sort of really, really taking full control. You know, she's really responsible for it. I think has raised just under twenty two thousand pounds so far. Yeah, that's wow. correct. Yeah. yeah, in the last three years, no. That's excellent. So uh, thank you to everyone that donates and everyone that takes part and everyone that really promotes it. Brain tumors are the biggest killers of, of, of children and young adults under the age of 40. It's, it's the biggest killer, and yet it receives less than 1% of the, of the national sort of cancer f- research fund. Uh, if you're wearing a hat today, do post it. Hashtag wear a hat day, and, and let's keep the conversation going. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar, Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.